What's going on, Bulls Nation? Wow! Welcome in to CCO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Sitting in for our guy, Big Dave, it's our friend Steven Gardner from CHGO Sky, contributor at PHNX Suns. He is at StateTrues.3 on the Twitter machine and on the controls with us tonight. He is nearing the end of a very long day here at CHGO Content Creation. It's the one and only Greg Braggs. How you doing, buddy? Let's go. <laughs> He's Let's ready. Go. Are you all ready? The, 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 bears are, the Bears are already looking for an OC, but I am looking for the Bulls win. I mean, you got it. We're, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, you're looking for yeah, the actual audio cue. Joey's in the chat yelling at me. Joey's in the chat yelling at me. Nicholas Johnson is in the chat yelling it. Bulls win. Yeah, no. Joey really wants you to hit that bull's win. He's gonna kill me. Oh my god! I told you, you guys. We just... we made sure you knew where those video cues were for later on in post game. Oh, this is um, forgot I'm, about I'm the bull's win audio cue. Already having a meltdown. <laughs> already having a meltdown. Uh, I'll find it, and when I do, I'll let You'll you. You'll know. find it if you find it at some point. You feel feel free to just throw it in whenever. All right. I'll Interrupt f- us with a bull's win cue. That's I'll right. Find it. Uh, wow. Okay. So as if Monday night wasn't unnecessarily stressful enough need an ot to beat the hornets the bulls are like hey what if we need ot after a 16 point fourth quarter lead mm-hmm. bulls win there it is i found it hit it again for our guy big dave bulls win hit it for steven for filling in bulls win hit it for yourself Brad. i did it i did it bulls win i did it I can hit buttons. (laughs) You know what? And one final time for our fellow Bulls fans hanging out in the chat tonight. Ah, Bulls win. Boom. Appreciate y'all for hanging out late on a Wednesday night. uh, Extra late as the Bulls needed OT. 124-119 is the final. The Bulls improve to 18-21 on the season. That ninth seed is theirs. (laughs) Uh, Steven, man, I feel like before that epic fourth quarter collapse second half of fourth quarter collapse the story tonight was by and large going to be something similar to what you and i talked about in pregame which is the reinvented chemistry of zach levine and kobe white and how they were going to coexist second time around with zach rejoining the starting lineup tonight along with vooch and zach and kobe both looked brilliant throughout most of this game playing off one another playing for one another teeing up open shots and good looks for one another and both getting to the rim on their own when they could. And then the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter came and it was the DeMar DeRozan ISO show. And I see people in the comments already flipping out about it. It was frustrating as hell to watch. Even as someone who at times has acknowledged, look, sometimes Clutch DeMar is the best chance the Bulls have at getting a bucket. That was not the case tonight Mm -hmm. because DeMar was not cooking very well tonight. Mm -hmm. So to see that final four and a half minutes of the fourth play out the way it did and to see that lead evaporate and evaporate down to nothing Mm -hmm. and no ball movement whatsoever and Mm -hmm. repeatedly going to ISO DeMar, I feel like Bulls fans as a collective populace were just sitting there shaking our heads saying, what the hell? Yeah. The, their offensive process hit one one hell of a snag once it got to that six-minute mark in the fourth quarter. And I'll talk about the things that the Rockets were doing defensively that kind of put a little bit of a speed bump in the process in the second half. Mm-hmm. But all of that stuff was independent of what the Rockets were doing. That was just the Bulls. Right. 
you got Zach Levine cooking. You got Kobe White cooking. Both of them doing so independent of each other, but also in tandem with each other. Right. As well as Nikola Vucevic. Yep. DeMar was not – he just wasn't it tonight. Or reliable, as reliable as he is, is not – he can have he can have a bad game. Right. And he had 19 points on 19 shots tonight. Yeah, five of, of those, 19. And six of those came from the free throw line. Those points, those 19 points. Yeah. So that just speaks to they have to be willing to, like Stacy said on the live broadcast, be able to give the keys to Kobe, but also understand that you do have Zach Levine who was having a great game as well. And we saw what happened going into the end of the fourth quarter, and then we saw what happened in contrast in overtime. Yeah. DeMar took how many shots in, the, in overtime? Maybe one. I think one. He yeah. maybe one, and everything else was relegated to who who should have had, had it relegated to in crunch time. Yeah. Kobe White, Zach Levine, and they made it happen. Uh, Rosette999, maybe the most patient and forgiving among Bulls Nation when it comes to Z- uh, DeMar tonight, in the comments saying, DeMar was meh, but I give him a pass. He's carried us in some games. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, Taryn Seven saying DeMar was defrozen tonight. <laughs> Bar Diddley saying, did anybody else want them to lose that game to teach Acme a lesson and teach Billy a lesson? DeMar has to go. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, mean, I, I sat there and watched the, that fourth quarter lead just disappear and the way that it disappeared. And I said, as, as we were getting ready to watch them, uh, you know, play that final defensive stand when, you know, you had 1.6 seconds on the clock for Houston. The, mm-hmm. They get a shot off. They just don't convert it. I sat there and told you guys, like, you know what? Like, the Bulls deserve to lose this game. Yep. The way I that agree. they played the back half of this fourth quarter, they deserve to lose Absolutely. that game. Yep. And I guess at the same time, you have to credit them, especially when they go down two buckets to start overtime, yep. that they did not, they could have, when they lost the first few possessions of OT, been like, oh my gosh, heads down. Tails between our legs. Yep. Crap. And that, I mean, it, who knows where it spirals from there. Credit to them. They said, we're not losing this one. But the reason that they finally got some buckets going in that OT to come from behind an OT was, once again, Zach Levine and Kobe White. Yep. And that's where, that's the difference in between what this team was before, like we were talking about pregame and where they are now, to where they can withstand opposing teams making these runs and cutting their leads in half, if not completely usurping what was a lead, mm-hmm. and ultimately taking back what the lead that they had early in the game was. Yeah. And they can still take those hits, but also still have a counterpunch to go to in what we saw with Kobe White and Zach Levine. And that, right. that speaks to where this team is. And obviously – it's important to apply the context like we keep talking about. Context. The word, of, the word of the podcast is context. Context. It's great that the Bulls won, and it's also awesome that we saw Kobe and Zach Levine coexist in an effective and productive manner. It shouldn't be that way going forward, though. It should only be one of those pieces that should be driving this team mm-hmm. wherever the car is going to take it moving forward. It's fun to see, but at the same time, you also got to make sure you're looking at it through the right lens. So the, so the Bears' word of the day was continuity. That's a, that's a trigger word around Bulls, Bulls fans, Rags. We don't Bulls like that word. word of the day is context. Continuity context. context. Yeah. Context more important than continuity. Yeah. Because the other point I wanted to bring yeah. up, I, I don't know if this was burying the lead, but for me, the most bizarre sequence in basketball history. <laughs> you talking about the double officials review? <laughs> hey, oh. hey, they call a foul and a flop on the same play. I, I'm sorry, I'm baffled by this. It's either one or the other. You cannot have a foul and a flop. It's yeah. one or the other. And then they review the flop 
And then the coach asked for a review of the review. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most bizarre thing I think I've Officials ever seen. Officials challenge happens, and then after the official, not official challenge, but the official review, review happens, yeah. and then a coach, either coach, can, if they don't like the result of the official's review, then challenge the results of that review. And it's nonsensical. Like, nonsensical. And you, you saw at some point the broadcast showed Billy, you know, Billy Donovan absolutely yelling in the face of one of the refs saying exactly what Stacy had just said <laughs> on the broadcast and what we all yep. had just said here, which is yep. how can it be a flop if it is a foul? Because what happened was they awarded the Rockets a technical free throw for DeMar flopping and awarded the Bulls the ball for the foul that caused DeMar to do the flopping. I'm just so confused. And what are we doing? And they spent like four minutes reviewing this. Yes. And then Houston was like, why don't you review your review? <laughs> what did you think it was going to happen? They weren't going to overturn it. Oh. About eight minutes of actual real lifetime in crunch time. Yeah. All rhythm stalled out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, a, the, just the, a mess. Everything about how that game came down to the wire and then ended was just bizarre. Uh, Villain Joel in the comments saying, refs love to rubber band the game like it's Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, I'm a spooky kitty is going to get us back on track with this comment who said, now Bulls fans are turning on DeMar? I can't keep up with this <laughs> fan base, bro. Okay, so here's the thing. DeMar had an awful night tonight, mm -hmm. and tonight is absolutely one of the nights where even as someone who's defended DeMar Iso being some of the most efficient offense that we've seen as Bulls fans for the last two and a half seasons now. Yep. Sometimes it's the wrong call. And tonight, down the stretch, it was absolutely the wrong call. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to, on top of that, question, if not blame Billy Donovan, to let that happen the way it did, for sure. The focus should have been on the game that we all saw Zach Levine play tonight. Yep. And, you know, maybe the Bulls are going to field calls about all of their key guys mm -hmm. as we get closer to that February 8th trade deadline. Mm -hmm. But the absolute headline tonight should have been <laughs> look 29 nba teams look look at this zach levine guy that we have he is totally useful and amazing in so many ways because in his first game starting again after such a long absence and a couple of games kind of playing around the peripheral off the bench we saw not only aggressive attacking the rim, Zach, and he, he had a couple bunnies that he missed early on, yep. and you're like, oh, no. But then he started converting at the rim with authority, including that and one in OT that was mm -hmm. tough as nails. Mm -hmm. He had another incredible split the defense drive to the hoop in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. He had confident rise and fire catch and shoot threes. He hit a pull-up three off the dribble. Oh, and by the way, he was one rebound shy of his career high. Mm -hmm. Offensive rebound that mm -hmm. got to an easy putback score when the Bulls were starting to let the you know let go of the rope a little bit in got that fourth quarter. Mud. Got him out the mud. Yep. Also seven assists. Yep. Also three steals. Yep. Also had a block. <laughs> That's right. Zach Levine had three steals and a block and thirteen rebounds tonight. Yep. Yep. That should be the headline. And instead, we're talking about the way that they almost pissed it away in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Yeah, that, that just speaks to the climate, the climate here with this team that we're speaking to. But yeah, like you like you just perfectly said with everything you said and the energy behind it, Zach had himself one hell of a game. And for Zach, it's the not just scoring, being selfless with the ball. Mm -hmm. A lot of times playing to Kobe, playing to DeMar, and situations where he would have just kept it himself and went 
put his superhero cape on. Yeah. And in addition to all of that, the defense. We saw him with a a very, very key sequence on both in, or on defense back to back possessions. I be, I think it was right before halftime, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where he got a deflection after navigating some stagger screens. And then that led to a dime to Kobe, right? Correct, yeah. correct, correct. And then um and then the next possession, he was able to be aggressive at the point of attack with Fred Van Vliet, keep him to his strong hand, which they wanted to keep him away from the middle of the floor. And then him and Vuce converged, and they got to stop right before halftime. Right. And it's just those little things in addition to some other things that he did well in rotation defensively that just really speaks to where he was in terms of trying to be a piece that this team has seen in those positions that he's now back into with his first start since earlier in the season. Yeah. And he's just been doing a solid job with the last couple of games. And, again, is it sustainable? We don't know. Hopefully we don't have to find out. Uh, the South Garcon saying, good to see Zach finding his game and playing well. Uh, saying you and CEO saying Zach played a great, except for the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I, I think Zach just didn't get the ball exactly in the, like in the back half of the fourth quarter. Exactly. And again, he, in the first part of the fourth quarter, he made some key plays that kept the bulls in front for as long as they did. Uh, also adding in, uh, Kobe is simply a magician. Seriously. I'm confident now in saying build around Kobe. Uh, you and I had, you know, a, a lot of chat tonight about Kobe between ourselves tonight, Steven, like mm-hmm. everything that he has shown Bulls fans this season, the ways in which he has sort of embraced this larger responsibility. We also, you know, see him, you know, we were uh, talking about a quote he had about his chemistry with Zach in pregame and yep. the way that his maturity and the way that he's taking on a, a, a leadership role on this team while we also are seeing his game evolving. He had a rough stretch where he wasn't knocking down his threes. And, you know, you saw defenses kind of game planning for him a little bit more. This last few games, I think this was now four straight game with 20 plus again after his cold streak. Mm-hmm. And he's figuring it out. And you were talking about what you've seen from Kobe in the his his brain speed catching up with his foot speed and the way that he the game is slowing down for him a little bit and the way you see him make decisions in the right reads on the floor. Yeah, he is in a space right now, and he is the prized possession to come from everything that was that period of that window of play where Zach Levine was out. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the wins, regardless of the change of philosophy offensively, it's Kobe being able to operate in a sustainable manner as a primary piece and everything that stems from that, that is the prized possession that's coming from playing without Zach Levine. Mm -hmm. You don't get that if Zach's still in a rotation, I don't think. But again, applying that context, that's just important because for one, even past anything on the floor related for the Bulls, that gives fans something to look forward to that they didn't quite see before Zach Levine was out. And if you're trying to sell to your franchise and to the people that fund your franchise – (laughs) <laughs> exactly. All of you. Exactly. We appreciate <laughs> you. If you want to sell to them that we do have something already on the roster to look forward to, should we full fledge ourselves into this rebuild that's on the fly, not a complete rebuild, but a rebuild on the fly? Mm-hmm. That's the winning piece that comes from all of that. And then you bring it back full circle with Zach Levine back in the mix. Now it shows you that not only can he do that without Zach and with Zach, but he can also do that with the player that can be as productive as he is as well. That's in the lineup. Say if they get somebody like we talked about pregame, like a Jaden Ivey. Right. A player that can go and score and get their own buckets. Kobe doesn't have to be the man every night. He can play in addition to somebody else 
and allow for them to get their own as well. Right. You know, and, and we saw some games in, in Zach's absence when it was Kobe and Damar getting it done or yep. Kobe and Vooch getting it done or even mm-hmm. a couple of nights where it was like Kobe and either Io or Pat, Pat getting yep. it done yep. together, which I think a lot of Bulls fans still have one eye at least on that mm-hmm. that next chapter. Mm-hmm. And if Kobe can be the guy or one of the guys in that chapter um, and, and to see him play that well, with Zach having a larger impact on tonight's game, I think is huge because there is that other possibility that we keep hearing about, which is that, look, the trade market for Zach Levine is kind of dry right now. It's tumbleweeds. It's barren. It's pick an adjective that various NBA national reporters have used over the last couple of weeks. I was just listening to the latest uh, uncut with Mark Stein and uh, Chris Haynes uh, earlier today, and they both said the same thing. They were talking about Siakam, uh, DeJounte and Zach and yep. who's likely to get moved and who's not. And they said Zach's as of that trio stars that might be on the move, least likely to get moved because of the contract, because of the way he was absent and has been playing. Um, but if Zach sticks around and Bulls fans just have to face that reality for the back half of February, March and April, and maybe a playing appearance, maybe a playoff, you would at least like to have hope in this version of Zach being the one that we get and not the one that we saw in October and November who looked bad, who looked maybe like he was playing through an injury, but mostly just looked checked out. Mm -hmm. And if this checked-in version of Zach is the one who begrudgingly doesn't get the trade he wants and sticks around, I mean, it's clearly not only better for him, but better for his team around him and the morale. And, like, you know, you talk about winning player, that's, uh, you know, something that Bulls fans have always questioned about Zach. Can he contribute to winning? Uh, he sure as hell did tonight. Yeah. He and was I, not the reason they almost lost. No, he was far from. He was Matter of fact, he was a lot more of a reason that they won than he was for a reason that they got close to losing. Yeah. And I think, like, we just keep talking about, it's hard. It's hard. I understand it. But you have to find a way to cut ties because, like, you, like we talked about pregame and then, like, we talked about while the game was going on. You're just dragging yourself through the mud and prolonging what you ultimately want to get to Yeah. if you don't make it happen in this window. And I think um, Jake said it when he was talking to us. Jake mentioned that. Shout out, Jake. He said, <laughs> shout out El Capitan. Our guy. He said, <laughs> he said that you always talk about it. You're alluding to not getting to what you really want to get to because you're getting in your own way. You can't just, you just got to make it happen. Yeah. They have, a mul- they have multiple ways they can go about doing it. And I just don't want to get too caught up in, you know, the the now without losing the big. You picture. mean the ninth seed? <laughs> the ninth seed. Uh, Billy in the comments said <laughs> Zach bought in and played well without ego. Locked in defense, played with the flow of the game and the offense. Bulls fans need to understand if we get a good trade package, good and great. If not, hold. And I think that's kind of from what we've heard where AK and Eversley's mindset is. They're not going to trade Zach Levine just to trade him. Yep. It, you know, he is under contract. And it seems like they are under, you know, the, the mutual understanding that they're trying to find him a new home and that that's still probably the case for the next three weeks before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to trade him and get pennies on the dollar if that's what they feel the, the best offers are that are coming in. And if in the meantime he can come back into solid playing form and healthy and the Bulls keep winning more games than they lose mm-hmm. as they get closer to that trade deadline, then trading Zach gets less and less likely by the day because they're eyeing that play-in tournament. That's true. 
Which but I think kind of what uh, what comes in alignment with that, if for them to be at that point, there's also Zach playing at a certain level. Yeah. Which, we, which like, we also talked about again. We did a lot of talking. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, <laughs> hopefully, surprise. <laughs> hopefully the Bulls are winning games in a manner which they're winning like now and putting yeah. themselves in a playing position yeah. that ups his trade stock naturally. Yeah. I, so. I mean, if they, if they had played like this out of the gate this season, I wouldn't be as salty and cranky and bitter and angry as I am. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's take our first ad break we'll continue on the other side of it breaking down tonight's game getting more of y'all's thoughts from bulls nation uh more comments from you we'll get to some super chats throw us a super chat if you feel so inclined feeling generous tonight uh and of course while we're doing that you know what to do hit that like button for our guy brags who is on show i don't know six or seven of today between hosting and producing how you doing? You holding up? I'm gonna die. You're gonna die. No, you're gonna you're gonna thrive, Braggs. Right. We're gonna, gonna live. thrive. That's We're right. gonna live forever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because y'all out there in Bulls Nation are gonna hit Braggs with those likes. Uh, subscribe also to the CHO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already. <sighs> All right, here we go. Steven, what time is it? Game time. Boom! Bulls win. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. There you go. Thank you, Big Dave. <laughs> Y'all need to check out that Game Time app if you haven't already. You shouldn't have to worry where you're getting tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute <laughs> deals. Shout out to my guy, Big Dave. All-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can get last-minute tickets with their flash deals, their zone deals. You can even score tickets and discounted prices on tickets to an event that, like, just started an hour ago because there's tickets still available and the prices are falling. Awesome way to score last-second tickets if you and your friends want to make an impromptu decision have fun this evening, maybe you want a fun date night, last-second deals on game time. You can also, of course, always see your view from every seat that's available in whatever the stadium or arena is so you can be sure when you walk in you're happy with the seat you chose and not surprisingly upset because there's a giant pillar in your way. Not with game time. Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the start. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Also, with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. 18%. Man. Also, if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less money on a different ticketing app, game time will credit you 110% of the difference in those ticket prices. Boom. Man. What's what's to think about? Man. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download that Game Time app, create an account, use promo code CHGO, and you'll get twenty bucks off your first purchase. Again, that's redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Because my friend Braggs, what time is it? Bulls win. <laughs> Game time. It, it is, in fact, Bulls win time. Amongst many times, it is Bulls win time. You know what else is time for, Braggs? It's time to check out the amazing offers to become a member at Midtown Athletic Club, one of its many fine locations in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. I know you are a big fan of Midtown. Yeah, they have beds at you Midtown. Spent some, <laughs> you spent some good time. <laughs> that That is a high selling point for you right now, is they have beds there. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't need a basketball court. I don't uh, need a I don't tennis need the courts. Gym. 
Just don't need a workout the room. They got beds. They have soft pillows. <laughs> 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 They've got their four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the Northwest Burbs, Bannockburn on the North Shore, Willowbrook in the Southwest Burbs, and of course that Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. It's Greg Bragg's proved. Um, Midtown Palatine also just launched a multi-million dollar transformation at the club, which will be complete in early 2024. That's like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. They've got something for everyone, whether you're a single person just looking to get some exercise, you're a family with kids, they've got fun activities and deals for that. They've got classes you can take, holistic wellness, whatever you want to do. Take some yoga. I'm not bendy, but knock yourself out. The best place to do it with the best deals is Midtown Athletic Club. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. You, uh, you, you belong to a gym? I do. Yeah? It's not Midtown. I don't know if I can say it. Oh, no. <laughs> no what you, you should not. say is I'm about to kill my membership there and get just, a membership at Midtown. Say you go to Midtown. Correct, yes. Yeah. Correct. I go to Midtown. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does your gym have beds, Stephen? Uh, no. No, nope. see? Nothing even close to that, actually. Got it. Got to go to Midtown. <laughs> they have beds <laughs> for your workouts. That's my silver point. <laughs> uh, okay, rolling along on uh, tonight's dramatic Bulls win over... The Rockets. Can we talk for a second? I saw somebody mention in the comments earlier that Shangun was cooking Vooch down the stretch of that game. I believe he had. Tw- they said on the broadcast he had twenty-two points in the fourth qu- or in the second half. Mm-hmm. He finished with twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So he had twenty-two of his twenty-five in yeah. the fourth quarter. He didn't score until the uh, third quarter. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, of course, doing the Shangun stat padding with nine boards, mm-hmm. five assists, couple of steals. <laughs> I'm, I, we were talking about how he just does not look at all like a basketball athlete, no. but just has these crafty moves. Mm-hmm. Footwork that I swear to God he travels every other time he touches the <laughs> ball, but somehow magically he doesn't. <laughs> and, he, I mean, he was picking the Bulls' interior apart. Yeah. Yeah, that dude, he's a problem. He is a problem. For all that we've seen with, with uh, Jokic giving the Bulls issues when, when he comes to town, when mm-hmm. the Bulls go to Denver, Shangun is giving his own flavor of that same type of impact. I mean, for crying out loud, they went to, in overtime, the first, like, four possessions, straight isolations for the center. Mm-hmm. There was one where he brought the ball to the floor, and they went <laughs> and spaced out around him, and he just went against them like it was the All-Star game. Yeah. And the center is going against the opposing center in space. And I think he got to the free throw line off of that. Like, that dude is just, he's, he's built different. And... They're, they're doing a solid job of kind of how they're teetering the offense to get him the ball, allow for him to facilitate, and also being able to put him in positions in addition to all that he does with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing kind of a lot of the things that makes Vucevic good, Shangun is good with as well. Right. The playmaking scenarios, obviously playing off of the elbows and playing off of the block, and being able to space the floor in addition to all of that, bringing skill to the game. The, uh, I mean, I guess it's it's – fine that nobody else really got going you know van vliet finished with 20 not super efficient just seven of 19 so mm-hmm. like the, the bulls barely survived shangun going off mm-hmm. in that second half um and, you know you talk about matchups and we discussed a little bit in pregame the fact that billy opted to have caruso stay in that starting lineup instead yeah. of patrick williams 
Um, and, and, you know, and Pat actually led the bench uh, by a lot as far as minutes tonight. He played 29. Io was the next closest with 18. So it's not like Pat got relegated to the bench yet again and Billy killed his minutes entirely. He still went to Pat a lot tonight. And I thought, despite a quiet stat line, Pat played some, some solid defense tonight. Wasn't trying to do too much. But what do you make of the fact that, as we also touched on in pregame, Billy shrunk his rotation down to nine guys tonight. We saw no Javon Carter tonight. We also only saw six minutes of Dalen Terry kind of plugging a hole here or there for Billy. And really, it was just Pat, Io, and Drummond off the bench. What did you make of Billy's rotation decision? Uh, it was kind of like what we talked about in pregame. It made sense because of the opponent that they were going against. And, I mean, we saw from some of the impact moments that Pat Will had, um, it was kind of made sense in terms of how he's been featured in an effective manner when all of the Bulls' pieces are in rotation at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, was, it was interesting, but I think I kind of saw it start making a little bit more sense as we saw the game play out. And we talked about Alex Caruso and what he brings to the starting lineup, um, especially looking at what makes the Houston Rockets a good team. Right. That's in pick and roll. Mm -hmm. And we saw Caruso doing a solid job in addition to Kobe White and as well as Zach Levine, like we talked about in the opening. They were all doing a solid job taking turns on guarding uh, Fred Van Vliet and just doing a solid job at the point of attack. Even Patrick Williams chipped in when he came in at right. the point of attack a little bit, getting yeah. reflections, and just kind of muddying up the pace, and, pace of play and the flow of play for the Houston Rockets in their main piece, which is pick and roll. Right. And it just made things tough, and from there we kind of saw things play out, but I think it was a solid decision because of that. And, and you know, the, we, we saw – we saw a version of Draymond that we know exists tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, Drummond, rather. I saw somebody just bring up Draymond in the comments. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, a slip. Uh, Victor said, I really hope Pat Will cooks Draymond this Friday. Is Draymond going to play this Friday? Yeah, he's, he's coming back. Ooh, doggy. Watch mm -hmm. out, Bulls. Mm -hmm. Elbows are going to be flying. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this is crazy. Drummond going back to his reserve role with Vooch going back into the starting lineup. Played 13 minutes, which is what he was averaging before Vooch's injury happened mm -hmm. on the season. Zero rebounds. Crazy. He could not grab the basketball to save his life tonight. Yeah. I mean, and like he was still making those drum and hustle plays that we've seen him make, even playing some of that perimeter defense that we yep. see him make. You know, getting his hands on some on some balls, uh, getting his hands in passing lanes. It was just maybe it was a frustration or kind of a lack of comfortability going back to something that he clearly took that starting role in Vooch's absence and got real used to it and real mm -hmm. comfortable with it. And we saw him play some incredible games. Dr Drummond had a tough night. Yeah, he did. And I think some of it, like we talked about during the game, um, it kind of boils down to how the Rockets operate. It was behind kind Shangun, of matchup. Yeah, yeah behind Shangun. It's all small ball. Yep. And I mean, extremely small ball with Jeff Green featured as the center, essentially. Right. Behind Shangun. He's all of 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, yeah. And they're playing five-out spacing at that point when Shangun is off the floor. Right. So naturally with the Suns, or with the Suns, excuse me, <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the Bulls switching. It's all good. <laughs> Bulls going to five-out switching because of what the offense is doing from the Rockets behind Shangun. That's pulling Dre away from the porch where right. he was most comfortable. Yeah. So a lot of the rebounding opportunities that he usually would gobble up, he just didn't have on volume. And then in addition to that, him having to work back towards the basket from the three-point line instead of already being there. Yeah. We saw some of those moments where he just couldn't corral the ball completely. And, you know, I, I, I'll i be curious to see if this goes back to being the norm. We kind of talked about it. Uh, you know, Dave and I were chatting. In, in some of these games when Drummond just looked like, 
you know, Pistons all-star version yeah. of Drummond that like, does Billy even just adjust his minutes distribution in the front court at all? And maybe some of it like tonight will be matchup dependent because, you know, didn't see a whole lot of Drummond in the second half of that game, uh, uh, you know, after Billy kind of saw what, what Houston was doing, because it seems in some degree that Drummond earned at least a closer look at maybe getting a larger share of minutes with everything he did for the Bulls of Vooch's absence. Um, and even on a night like tonight when Vooch is not super efficient, he was 0-5 from downtown, but fairly efficient other than that, um, 9 of 12 inside the arc. Like, one is your starting center and the other is your backup. And you have a really good backup in Andre Drummond. I know Bulls fans and some of you hanging out in our comments every night were saying, yo, play Drummond more minutes, even when Vooch gets back. If tonight was any indicator, Billy's putting Drummond back towards that 10 to maybe 14 minutes a night roll. And I don't know if it's outrageous that he is not going to shift that, at least right away. Yeah, I don't think it's outrageous. Honestly, it seems like and it, it's hard to say if you're looking at it specifically from the window that Drummond was playing without Vucevic in recently. But this is the optimized role for Andre Drummond at this point. You start giving him too much of a leash, we start seeing some of the mental lapses and some of the issues, whether that be him uh, missing his rotation within coverage defensively, mm -hmm. the fouls on volume, which have always been an issue for him, or just the general lack of um, having a um, being able to sustain his mental sharpness over the course of playing a large volume of minutes on a consistent basis. That's been an issue for Dre over the course of his career, and I feel like there's a good contrast between the offensive-minded approach from Vucevic mm -hmm. and the defensive-minded approach with athleticism from Drummond. And allowing for those two pieces to play in tandem with each other, I mean, staggering with each other, yeah. I, think is, I think is appropriate. And, and look, not to say that Vooch is single-handedly responsible for it, but it's something that we touched on a little bit in pregame, and we've certainly touched on longer in his absence, what Vooch does for the ball movement yes. in the half-court offense that – Drummond just – he gives you other things. He does not give you that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Bulls' half-court offense was bogged down oftentimes when Drummond was in there instead of Vooch. Vooch finished tonight with three assists, but that, you know, they're the hockey assists and potential assists on top of that. And just look at what the Bulls did as a team tonight. 31 assists on 42 made field goals. Yep. This team is not really hitting that mark, that percentage of assisted – made buckets regularly this season. So to see them do that tonight, and obviously it helps when you're knocking down as many threes as they did, especially mm -hmm. in the first half, mm -hmm. but getting that ball moving. Why did the Bulls cough up the lead? Because the ball stopped moving. Why did they salvage this game in OT? Because they kept the ball moving again. Yep, and I think that's a perfect example of what the value Vucevic brings is. You talked about him only having three assists of the team's 31. We also saw in that stretch when Vucevic was out and Drummond was in how night and day the offense was. Mm -hmm. And that's this is no indictment. This is not an Andre Drummond slander. I love Andre Drummond and everything he brings to the table. He's very much an old-school type player. He's the closest thing to Ben Wallace and, um, and Dennis Rodman that we've seen mm -hmm. in the Bulls uniform since those two have came and left. Yep. That all has value that it brings. But what also has value is what Vucevic brings. He unlocks a ton of different things offensively because of the attention that he garners from a defense and for the skill that he has in right. and of himself. I'm thinking about the play to start the second half with the Rockets going to a lot more switching 
and they throw the ball into the post to Vucevic after it staggers for Kobe White. They get nothing out of that. It goes into the post of Vooch. Zach Levine cuts to the second side, and that immediately turns into a handoff going downhill from from Vucevic to mm-hmm. Kobe White. He's able to get a pull-up and a little bit of a pocket along the baseline, and that's a bucket. You don't get those type of looks with Vucevic in the lineup in terms of getting into a secondary action because things are stagnated. The defense doesn't respect him if he has the ball in those scenarios. They only really respect him after he gets the offensive rebound. So those little tweaks is just the difference in – the values that both of those two bring. Uh, I see a lot of people in our comments kind of talking, looking ahead to Friday night, uh, this matchup against the Warriors. Warriors only come to town once a year. This is a Warriors team that's uh, in in flux, uh, yeah. trying to figure out what's going on right now. Obviously, eager to see if they can get a hold of things with the return of Draymond Green after his suspension. People talking about the Draymond uh, <laughs> matchup with the Bulls front court. Um Th- that's something else. You know, Bulls fans have been throwing some heat at Billy Donovan this year about playing small ball. We saw the Rockets and Udoka go small ball tonight. You know who else got some heat recently for playing small ball? Because it's Bulls legend Steve Kerr, current <laughs> head coach of the Golden State Warriors. What What do you think we're going to see in, in that, you know, Billy versus uh, Steve Kerr clash of, you know, he he was, you know, fielding questions about not playing Kaminga down the stretch of a recent yeah. loss where they blew a lead. Uh, you know, now Kaminga's basically just like saying, he, Steve Kerr doesn't believe in me. I want out of town. Bulls fans are talking about maybe making a Zach Levine trade with the Warriors <laughs> and maybe getting Kaminga back in that trade. What, what do you think is going to be the headline of that Bulls-Warriors matchup on Friday? Ooh, that's a that's a, a really good question. I think it's hard to go with anything that's not Draymond related because of all of the attention that's been around his name the last... I don't know if you heard, now. Steve, but he almost retired. <laughs> Man. That was a great eye roll. Right talk there. about talk about ducking <laughs> talk about ducking accountability, man. Man, I could go on a tangent about that, but people holding me responsible and accountable for my actions. <laughs> what is that? I, I can't rather, put up with that. I'm I just gonna just, walk away. I'd rather just dip. <laughs> I mean, gonna man, take my ball and go home. What did Adam Silver tell him? I think you're making a rash decision. <laughs> little bit, little bit. I saw, and I saw somebody in the comments earlier saying, you know, like, yeah, Draymond's kind of annoying or whatever. Like, you want the Bulls need somebody like that on their team who can, you know, throw down. Uh, and look, I, I agree, and I know our guy Big Dave also agrees. This is why we have an award called Goon of the Night that he christened. <laughs> Which Draymond would be the king of, should he ever wear a Bulls uniform? <laughs> Correct. You need some of that goonage in this Bulls team is a roster full of nice guys, a roster full of not many scrappers. Uh, that you, you need a little bit of that. Mm. But the point with Draymond recently is that, and it seems like the last year or two in particular, started with the Jordan Poole practice punch, right? Yep. He's lost control of that equilibrium of mm-hmm. bringing out the right amount of crazy on the court mm-hmm. so my teammates know and are glad that I have their back mm-hmm. if shit hits the fan, but that I can harness that. And it seemed like Draymond had recently lost his ability to harness that. Yep, and in addition to losing that, he also has lost his grip on leadership with that group. It feels like a lot of things, for as positive as that last, that improbable last championship run was for them, mm-hmm. the things that have stemmed from that has been a lot of loose cannon activity from Draymond, and that losing the touch in terms of being that type of player and having that feel for when to push that button and when not to mm-hmm. has come in tandem with not having that leadership effect from it. Right. And... He's just really in limbo, and that's really kind of been an indictment to everything that they were trying to get back to after that tumultuous season where Steph Curry was out of the lineup and Klay Thompson was completely away from the team because of his injury. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, people in the comments pointing out the Warriors took a beating tonight. They fell to the Pelicans 141 to 105. So, you know, for this Bulls offense that's still trying to figure out some new kinks and some new wrinkles and get Zach in back into the picture, he and Vooch back in the starting lineup, that Warriors defense might be a mighty fine way to try to keep that momentum going. Uh, let's take our second break, then we'll come back to wrap up with a few last thoughts. Hopefully we'll hear from our guy, Willie Go Gottlieb from the United Center, uh, get his thoughts on tonight's game, and uh, we'll get to any and all Super Chats you have. And, of course, we have to award the goon of the night. I have heard from Big Dave. The vote is in. Bulls win! <laughs> I will present it on his behalf tonight. Uh, Steven, do you want to... The worst thing you can do is show me a button or a sound. <laughs> I told you, you can toss just, it in there. And yeah, then I just start hitting it. At I will. See, there's all these other sounds I could play. But also, it's a, really, it's a really fun sound to hear. Yeah, it, it really is. It's just is. a happy Big Dave yelling. Bulls win! <laughs> yeah. If I had a button, you know, like one of those Staples uh, uh -huh. office supply company that made those easy buttons on those commercials back mm -hmm. in the day, if I had a button just on my desk at home <laughs> that would just made the big Dave Bulls win sound, <laughs> I'd probably play it dozens of times a day. That sounds like a Christmas gift for anybody that needs to find <laughs> something from that moving forward. <laughs> I mean, I could probably figure out how to MacGyver one myself. I, I have the audio track. I just need something where I press a button and it does that. But not like a, a, a key on my laptop keyboard. There you go. I need a button. Having like a, from a board game. Having a tough day, guess what? Bulls win! <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Don't, don't want to do these dishes? Bulls win. <laughs> don't want to pay my taxes? Bulls win. The Bulls lost? Bulls win. <laughs> Truly is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, Even, but Bulls made me stay up extra late on a Wednesday because they went to overtime after coughing up a 16-point lead? There you go. Bulls you win. Go. that button. Steven, you want to talk about combat with me right now? I would love it if you did. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. You want to take one or two? I got one. Take player one. I'm running point guard again. You're running that point like last time. Kobe, MF, and White. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind. For the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. You're so freaking right, Stephen. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or, like we know our guy Braggs here does, a whole fleet of shipping trucks. <laughs> Braggs is a fleet guy, for sure. ComEd can help you to make the changes that make sense. But what should business owners do, though? That's a great question, Stephen. Let me give you the answer. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. To learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and inf infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, one, good for you. Congrats. That's not easy to do. That's awesome. Two, don't wait. <laughs> Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that one more time. Uh, yeah, no problem, Stephen. I said comment.com slash clean. <laughs> this man is on board. <laughs> Go now and see how electric, going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Tonight's CHGO Bulls postgame also brought to you by, of course, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
NBA. That's the National Basketball Association in full. <laughs> NBA is in full swing. That's why we're all here hanging out. What I can't get enough of is the action on the court, but the action in my DraftKings app. <laughs> Y'all know I love betting on my bulls and all kinds of NBA action. I spice it up with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, official partner of the NBA. Right now, new DraftKings customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with that promo code CHGO. Again, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NBA, 200 instantly in bonus bets, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Mr. Braggs, I believe I heard a little jingle over there on your producer's desk. I believe (laughs) that means it's time to have a little goat talk. Is he there? <laughs> Is he there? Where'd he go? <laughs> you're, you're so close, Braggs. You're so close to the finish line. There he is. Hey. Joining us on the Go Talk Hotline, it's our guy, Willie Gogali. Follow him for all of his Bulls reporting and updates. Will underscore Gottlieb on the Twitter machine. Will, great to see you, sir. Uh, what a wild game this was. What an absolutely wild game. Bulls <laughs> cough up a big lead down the stretch. DeMar iso ball goes horribly wrong in the fourth. Kobe and Zach looked great most of the night, then salvaged a near collapse by making big plays again in OT. What, what was your read on this crazy game? I mean, it was a crazy game for sure. I, I, I would say this just off the top. Um, Drew Stevens from the Bigs just had a great interview with Kobe about uh, just offense in general when the game slows down. Very animated, so I'm looking forward to reading whatever comes out of that discussion. But, I mean, the, the crux of it is, like, I know a lot of people were frustrated with DeMar, and a lot of people were frustrated with DeMar from last game when he dribbled the ball out of bounds on the baseline a couple times. Um, first of all, Billy kind of came out and immediately said, like, he chose to go to that spread uh, isolation offense last couple of possessions because the Rockets send a lot of help. And so he didn't want to put guys in a position where, you know, they were sending, throwing two to the ball and there wasn't a good outlet for whether it was Demar or Zach to be able to make a, a play out of that. So um, Billy kind of put his hand up on that one, but to Kobe's point, and again, make sure you guys check out whatever article comes out of this, because I'm sure it's going to be great. But he was very animated just saying, like, in those moments, like, you look at any team around the league, they're putting the ball in their best player's hands and letting them make a play, whether they draw two and they kick it out or whether they are able to just isolate and score. Like, that's how it goes. And the Bulls are fortunate to have, like, three or four guys that can go do that on any given night. But DeMar has earned, you know, the right to be put in position to take and make those shots. And there's going to be nights where it works. There's going to be nights where it doesn't. But that is the Bulls' best option in close games if you need a basket in a half court set at any point in a game that that's what's going to happen is Demar's going to get the ball and so i had no problem with it obviously it didn't look great um but i mean if the ball would have went in it would have been Demar's the hero but because it didn't it's like the offense is good enough and i just kind of disagree with that idea that i've seen a lot on twitter because that's really how it goes for all these teams i mean even like prime warriors playing against the Cavs in the finals it was 
LeBron isolations or LeBron Kyrie pick and rolls versus Steph Draymond or Steph Katie pick and rolls. That's how it goes. You put the ball in the best player's hands and you let them create a play. So that's what the Bulls did. Did not work for, you know, four minutes and 15 seconds there to end regulation. It was not pretty. Um, I thought that was Zach's worst stretch of the game. I thought that was everybody's worst stretch of the game. But they came back and Zach had a couple of huge plays in overtime, Kobe had a big three, and they found a way to, like, open the floodgates. We were talking in pregame, Will, about the interesting decision from Billy to with the reintegration of Zach and Vooch to the starting lineup after a couple games off the bench. Keep Caruso in the starting lineup and send Patrick Williams back to a reserve role. Uh, and one that, as we noted before you joined us, Patrick Williams led the bench in minutes tonight, nearly played 30 minutes. But... With that decision to take Pat out of the starting lineup and keep Caruso in there, uh, was Billy asked about that after tonight's game? And, and what was his response? Can we expect to see more of that now that Zach and Vooch are back in the lineup? And we all know, Stephen pointed out in pregame just how bad the net rating was of that you know OG starting five that had Patrick Williams as a part of it out of the gate this season. Uh, and what did on top of anything you got from Billy, what did you make of that decision? Yeah, I mean, so much of the, the numbers from that group are just going to be a result of the team playing terribly. And obviously, you can't wipe that part of it away, but they really are playing a different brand of basketball right now. So, um, you know, we'll see how that progresses. I, I don't look at the numbers since Zach returned. Uh, Billy was asked, and he basically just said, because Caruso is playing really well. And um, I mean, personally, I think Caruso is the best option at the four. I've been saying that all along. He's one of their best players. He deserves to be out there in those closing minutes for sure. Um, and I think with him, it's tricky. You know, we've talked about this the last couple of games because of the minutes restrictions, but you're trying to keep him to 24 minutes and you start him and you also want to close. He's playing the first six minutes and he's playing the last six minutes of the half. There's a 12 minute gap in the middle, you know, from halfway through the first to halfway through the second where he's on the bench, where he's getting stiff and um, that can be difficult. So obviously Billy, uh, you know, has to figure out how to best manage his minutes, but he wants his best players out there. And I think, as well as Pat has been playing, as much as he has progressed, and I think he has, Russo's still a better player. I think that's kind of the long and short of it. I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit with your with your first answer, but the the version of Zach Levine that we saw tonight, Will, I mean, just night and day, so impressive, building on the modest things he did in his couple of appearances off the bench, not only scoring – you know, uh, on all levels of the floor, knocking down shots confidently, whether he was playing off the ball, he had a pull-up three that was big, getting to the rack, facilitating, and uh, as Steven pointed out earlier, just the defense that we saw, the effort on the boards that we saw from Zach Levine tonight. What do you make of this, his first game back starting? Kobe White talked about his chemistry with Zach and their, you know, their practice the other day. And now they're back starting together. And he and Kobe and Zach seem to have some great chemistry together, setting each other up for good looks tonight. If the Zach Levine trade doesn't happen, do you see this version of Zach being something that Bulls fans can see, not just tonight, but consistently down the stretch for a Bulls team that's trying to remain competitive? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the way that Zach needs to play if the Bulls are going to play well. I think part of it is that he is marketing himself a little bit. Um, I think tonight was a great example of him just like playing super well and scoring at a high level while also being like really, um, you know, involved in the offense and not really hijacking it at any, at any point. I mean, 25 points on 15 shots, 50% on threes, got to the line a bunch, rebounded well, 
had some really nice assists in transition, found Kobe on a bunch of transition threes. Uh, this was just a really well-rounded game from Zach. And it's like, obviously he can play that way, but I think as the Bulls kind of devolved over the last season and a half, it just, it's easier for guys to resort to what they're most comfortable doing when things aren't going well. Um, because if they are more comfortable and they've gotten to this point in their careers doing exactly that, they feel like it's going to be the easiest way to like get things back on track. But for the Bulls, we know what happens when, you know, there's too much of my turn, your turn, too much isolation with Zach and Damar and Vooch. And this is really how they need to play. And, you know, Zach was saying after the game, and Kobe said this with, uh, with reporters this morning, um, Casey and Julia both had nice stories on it if you want to go uh, read those, but just the chemistry that those two have, I mean, they've been together six years. Um, they're the longest tenured Bulls on the team. Kobe's been with Zach his entire career. Like, they've developed a good chemistry, and Zach just said that, like, he's a huge fan of Kobe's. He's never going to want to, like, take away from anything he's doing well, and with him playing as hot as he has been, like, you got to feed him. You want him to continue playing that way because I think ultimately they all know that they need everybody playing their best if, they're, if the team is going to succeed at the level they want. So um, I think this version of Zach is fantastic. I mean, he was he was awesome tonight defensively. Um, I thought there was a stretch there in the fourth quarter, like I said, where he kind of started to do a little bit too much, but quickly reined it back in. Um, and that's what helped get the Bulls the lead in overtime. So can't say enough uh, about Zach and the way that he defended, the way he moved the ball, the way he rebounded. It was just a really fantastic all-around performance. Will, uh, it's a late night on a weeknight because of OT. We know you've also got a busy day tomorrow. Bulls have a practice you will be reporting from. And you and our guy, Marquet, have an earlier uh, time slot for a fresh Bulls HQ tomorrow, 3.30 Central Time. So we will let you go, but not until you give us your choice for Goon of the Night. Yeah, I'm going with Zach. I mean, leading scorer was Kobe, and he was awesome. Hitting a ton of threes, hitting a couple of big ones, but... Just the mindset that I think Zach has had to, um, you know, assume in order to fit in the way that he has um, put his ego aside. And I think part of it is that he's kind of like I said before, marketing himself to the rest of the league. But for him to be this efficient of a high volume scorer uh, while just playing system basketball was just fantastic. So um, I think that that just takes a lot of um, maturity and putting his ego aside to you know, help for the betterment of the team. And uh, just, yeah, can't say enough about him. Everybody follow Will, our guy, the Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter for all of his Bulls reporting and updates. And uh, make sure you read everything he writes, allchgo.com. Will, we appreciate the time, buddy. We will talk to you soon. Everybody keep an eye out for him and Mark, Bulls HQ tomorrow. Take care, guys. Oh, oh, goodness. Always wonderful to hear from Will. Uh, Mr. Braggs. Piggybacking off of Will selection, I believe it's time (laughs) for a certain Empire something something. That's right. Bulls win. That means we've got an Empire today, goon of the night to give out. It is the brainchild of our dear friend, Big Dave Watson. Schedule a free in-home estimate to get new flooring today. As Dave would say, floors, 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 no matter what. It's all Empire does, y'all. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. 
Empire. Ooh, that's a that's a tired man who made a bold choice <laughs> of going falsetto right there. Definitely a tired man. I'm surprised he hit that note. Bless his heart. Lie. I almost Bless passed heart. out when I did <laughs> Dude, that. What if he passed out trying to hit that high note? Crash somebody right, get him, somebody get him one of those right into the keyboard. Just <laughs> mere minutes away from finishing his long day. Uh, Braggs, sir, who are you awarding your goon love for tonight for the Bulls? This is for a good player, right? <laughs> Goon and I can define it however you want to define it. Well, I gotta say, I gotta say that the 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 coach of the Rockets for reviewing Udoka, Udoka, yeah, reviewing the review. That's some <laughs> that's, that's some goon shit. That is some goon shit. That's some goon shit. Totally a valid choice. I would do the. Foul in the flop call. Yeah. Because there's no such thing as a foul in the flop on the same play. But the review of the review <laughs> is even dumber than the foul in the flop. Yeah. Which was one of the most intriguing sequences I've ever seen on an NBA basketball court. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Mr. Stephen Gardner, your goon of the night. Ah, that's tough. I'm still kind of trying to make a decision to this. A lot of candidates tonight. I naturally want to say Zach, mm-hmm. just because he's back in the starting lineup, he's doing all of the little things that a lot of Bulls fans have, and as well as the coaching staff, have begged him to do. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's sustainable, but the fact that he did it needs to be applauded. I'm gonna switch it up though. I'm gonna say Kobe White. I love it. I'm gonna say Kobe, and his goonage is coming from just everything that we've seen incrementally grow. Have some highs, have some lows. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of all of it, find sustainability through the absence of Zach Levine and now come in addition to Zach being back in the rotation. That takes a certain level of mental fortitude to go from starting mm-hmm. to go to a reserve role for a whole season, go back to starting, see multiple roles being toggled between all of that. Yeah. Also develop your skills at the same time and ultimately yeah. become a average, average to sometimes even high average Point guard, starting yeah. point guard in the NBA. Yeah. Well, all the eyes stacked against you. It's true. Uh, and, you know, I, I gave Kobe my goon love on Monday night for very similar reasons. And just like even on a night like tonight when the Bulls offense had some stagnation moments, Kobe just has sort of discovered this knack of getting tough buckets when they yep. need a bucket. Yep. Like that guy has been DeMar on this team mm-hmm. for, for two plus years. And now that that player is slowly turning into Kobe White, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Because the Bulls just signed him on a very team-friendly deal last <laughs> summer. Uh, I'm going to give my love to someone who did not play tonight, who has not played in a minute, and won't play for a while. I'm giving my Goon of the Night love to Tori Craig, who as a vet role player on the shelf with a long-term injury, was up out of his seat on every other Bulls <laughs> bucket tonight. Talk about a good teammate, Tori Craig cheering on every one of those Bulls big buckets, every Rockets timeout because of a big bucket, a little mini run or a big run or a boom, exclamation point three, that one of Torrey Craig's teammates hit tonight. Torrey Craig was up out of his seat greeting his teammates, um, which you just love to see, especially from an injured vet role player who's not playing. Yep, especially one that could potentially also be traded at any given point. It could easily be checked out and nobody would question it. shout Shout out Big Country. Uh, okay, well, so all of the fake votes are in. There's only one real vote that matters, and it is Big Dave's. <laughs> and as his proxy tonight, I can officially tell y'all, do you have a drum roll, Braggs? You want to throw a drum roll in there? <laughs> Bulls win! <laughs> no, we're going to stick with the Bulls win. Braggs has that one queued up. <laughs>
Your goon of the night from Empire Today. He found the drum roll. Zach Levine. Comments from our guy, Big Dave. Stacy said something about Zach tonight. He has never said it's like there's five Zach Levines out there. His defense was stellar. Also, Big Dave wanted to give an honorable mention to Drummond for getting zero rebounds. <laughs> True goon shit, in the words of our dear friend, Big Dave. But... The goon of the night from Empire Today tonight does go to Zach Levine, who had himself a hell of a game. Uh, with that, Braggs, let's uh, give some shout-outs to our Super Chat uh, loyals and uh, have uh, have yourself a nice home. Go to Midtown, find a bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've got Luke with the Super Chat saying, yo, I'm telling y'all, if Billy doesn't run ISO 15 plays in a row with tomorrow, these next 11 games are winnable. So true. Are you the same? This is the Luke who in pregame said the Bulls are about to go on an 11-game win streak. <laughs> they got three. Hey, That's three, baby. Hey, Hawkeye with his $5 super chat. Thanks, Hawkeye, saying, yo, what's up, guys? Good to see you. And Bulls win. <laughs> three in a row. P.S. I heard Peck screams all the way in the Bronx when <laughs> they went to the Bucks. Oh, that's old news. Uh, Raphael with a $9.99 uh, super chat. Thank you, Raphael, saying, I don't understand why people think Cody and Zach can't coexist. Kobe got drafted. Him and Zach were the bright spots in the name redacted. Redacted. Big years. redacted. Redacted. Especially after Braggs doesn't week. know where the neuralizer is, all right? We don't we can't break out the neuralizer right now. Don't go don't go tossing that name around. But yes, we have seen some solid Zach and Kobe chemistry develop over the years, as our guy Will touched on as we touched on in pregame. And it's not it was nice to see it sort of reflourish tonight the way that it did. Um, I believe they combined for 15 assists tonight. Yeah. And a lot of them were to each other, which mm -hmm. was just chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke threw us another super chat saying, also, we need to check those refs for a concussion. <laughs> Agreeing with our guy Braggs here on what the hell was going on in the fourth quarter with that officiating crew. Uh, Aya Lero saying, let's go Bulls to the play-in we go. Dot, dot, dot. Kobe Loki looking like Steph. Wow. That is... That is the compliment that speaks to him earning more goon of the night. I mean, right there. Truly. You don't uh, just throw that, that comparison around. I believe our guy, Will the Goat, said it uh, in jest earlier this season when Kobe was truly on his lights out tear from behind the three point mm -hmm. line, shooting like 60% from three over a stretch of 10 mm -hmm. games or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Braggs, did you have something to add or you good? Okay. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's also. <laughs> Not just the three-point shooting, but it's the movement and the pace of movement with Kobe in the half-court sets. Yeah. You can't optimize Vucevic and his elbow touches and things of that nature right. without having somebody that you can move around the chessboard yeah. with the level of unpredictability and randomness that Kobe has. Yeah. And he has that fleet-footed first step and pace he plays at that is eerily similar to what Steph brings. It is. And, like, we're not for real. Absolutely for, not. We're not for real Z Absolutely comparing not. Kobe and Steph right now. But, no. you know. Kobe, to his credit, has developed the defensive end of his game. Is what we know people hunt Steph on the defensive end, and mm -hmm. some teams still do hunt Kobe Absolutely. on certain switches on the defensive end. But he has gotten harder to hunt because of the growth he's made. And as you and I, you pointed out when you and I were chatting, a lot of that is Coach Caruso school that Kobe's yep. been attending for the yep. last couple of years. Yep. Uh, all right, one more from our dear friend, the Duke. Bless his heart. Throwing us a super chat saying it's 10.42 p.m. Has Braggs slept yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not bag man. It's hoodie man. <laughs> we, we call this combine carm. Okay. Because he slept at the combine. 
with his uh, hoodie hood pulled over the the yep. the, the brow. Yeah, I like it's a good look. I definitely <laughs> rock it myself. It's the hard hitting analysis we do over at CHO I mean, Bears. Didn't, didn't you guys start your <laughs> your first CHO Bear show today at like 10 a.m. or something? Yes, we did. Yeah, and it is 11 p.m. That's okay. that's 13 hours and counting for our we guy Greg Braggs here. We y'all. made it. Give it up for our friend Greg Braggs. That's, and that's after that's after Black Monday. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing, and also like I, I'm a night owl in season, especially on game nights when the Bulls are yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. I'm up late a lot. I've been seeing this guy sending out, firing out tweets between like <laughs> one, two, three in the morning since the Bears' season mercifully ended. Being like, stressed. I can't sleep. Yeah. I'm extremely stressed out about this off season. So yeah, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm tired, but I'll be on. Twitter spaces till three in the morning arguing <laughs> about the decisions made at Hallis Hall today. Hey man, that's the commitment and the hustle and the passion that Chicago sports fans love and appreciate. Hey, Brad got to get some goon of the night attention for that though. I mean, yes, <laughs> uh, always deserving of some sliver of goon of the night love. Our guy Greg Braggs, anytime he stops by to hang out with us Bulls fans, because Mark you know, just, just I feel like he needs a distraction Mark every hate. once in a Mark, while. Mark just hate now. Well. It's because you're often producing those HQ episodes with Mark K. And I ruin them every time. And Mark has a little man crush on our guy, Joey Spathis, and he feels like Joey hates him. But it's just because of the way the producer schedule works out. I think I remind him too much of C-Red Fred is is my thing with him. (laughs) I get you confused sometimes. (laughs) Less now that you and I work together and see each other regularly. But back in the day, you could have, you know, put one of you underneath a giant solo cup yes. and flipped you around a bunch of times. Yes, we're both insufferable jackasses. <laughs> with a with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. We'll, we'll get out of here and let everybody go to sleep. Brags first and foremost. Um, first, though, shout out and thank you again to our friend Stephen Gardner here from CHGO Sky and PHNX Suns filling in for Big Dave on pre and post tonight. Follow him for all of his incredible NBA takes, WNBA takes and coverage. Uh, stay true as that three is the Twitter handle. Steven, it's always a pleasure, man. I feel like doubly lucky that we had to have a couple of shows together in quick succession. I'm glad I was available on call like that, man. Had to come through clutch like MJ coming through in the clutch. (laughs) Like, uh, Uh, our, uh, our team handle CHO underscore bulls. As I said, will underscore Gottlieb follow our guy, Mark as well. MK hoops. I'm bulls underscore peck. We will, Hear from y'all, or you will hear from Will and Mark tomorrow, Bulls HQ, 330 Central. We will be back Friday for pregame before Bulls Warriors. Draymond, let's get crazy. (laughs) For Braggs and our guy Steven, I'm Peck saying thanks for tuning in, Bulls Nation. Hit the thumbs up on your way out to make sure Braggs has a smile on his face (laughs) as he heads home after a long day. We love you. We appreciate you. See you, be good. Silly like the mayor.